Hello, and welcome to Season 2, Episode 8 of Pandemic Parenting Sucks. Several things have happened since I last recorded a podcast uh, at the beginning of January, and now it's the beginning of February. I would have recorded it earlier, but we had like a wicked crazy snowstorm, and my kids were home from school. It was just a mess. So starting February 2nd, we were pretty much snowed in with our kids uh, until they just went back to school yesterday, which was February 7th. And the kids loved it. It was probably our last really big snow of the year. And honestly, it was our our only snow this year. We had, a, you know, some dustings, a little bit of snow here and there, but nothing that they could actually go outside and play in. So we had about 15 inches of snow and some of the drifts were pretty high, as tall as me. And they got to go out every day, got to sled several times, got to play in it, just had a grand old time. But several things happened during the snow days, which are kind of funny. Um, Their first snow day, which was February 2nd, which was Wednesday, my four-year-old woke up projectile vomiting everywhere. And she's of the age that there's not a lot of warning there when they're going to get sick. Uh, I love my son's age, who is 12. He's pretty good about making it to the bathroom or in a bucket or something. He's good about not getting, um, making a huge mess. But at four, they still don't know a lot. So she wakes up about eight in the morning. They don't have to get online and do e-learning until nine. So we don't have snow days anymore. We have e-learning days. And if they can't get to school because of the weather, either because the temperature is too cold or we got buckets of snow dumped on us, then they have to get online with their class. And my children's school starts at nine. So they got online and they were on my youngest. My four-year-old was on the least amount of time. She was on from nine to 1145. Uh, my middle was on from 9 to 115. And my oldest was on from 9 to 330. So he was on his whole academic school day. He did get an hour for lunch because they didn't have like recess, but they still had PE and all of their other um, extras or electives throughout the day. They did those online too. So four-year-old wakes up puking your brains out. Um, but she has used a lot of sick days this year already, which is ridiculous. Honestly, let's, I think we should get rid of sick days. I think if parents are trying and the kids are getting to school, 10 sick days a year seems absolutely ridiculous. She used a lot of sick days because of COVID, not because she was quarantined, but there's a story about that too. Not because she was quarantined or isolated or that she actually had COVID, but because she was sick and we were having like up to a three-day turnaround on COVID testing results. So she couldn't go back to school until she had a negative COVID result, which resulted in her being out of school at least three days mm-hmm. at a pop. And those of you that are listening that have children know when they are in school, children get sick a lot. And so she got sick a couple times and she's just powered through her 10 days. I think we have two days left. 
So I didn't want to use a sick day by having her not check in on her e-learning day. So she did check in. She got on when class started at nine and she was telling her teacher how she threw up everywhere and vomited and everything. And then I want to say like close to 10, she started puking on camera. So her teacher saw it. All of her friends saw it. She got very, very sick. And we quickly turned off her camera as soon as it happened, but we were a little too late. And so I was running the carpet cleaner in multiple rooms, unfortunately, because again, kids don't puke on hardwood floors or on vinyl or something that's easy to clean up. No, they get sick in carpets. They get sick on their bed. Uh, She got sick in her bed. So I had to strip her bed. She kept getting sick on like throw blankets and stuff. So... I've got like four or five baskets of just vomit covered stuff I need to wash that I still can't wash several days later because whoever designed our house did not design it well. Um, Our washing machine freezes anytime it gets below freezing outside and because we had so many days in the negatives that it still actually hasn't thawed out the... um, front seal freezes and doesn't make a tight seal and also the water exit pipe freezes so the water can't exit and comes back out and just floods my entire garage so I can't do any laundry to wash it up and it's just all sitting in the garage luckily the garage is not heated it's a cold garage it doesn't smell or anything but it's just I'm literally waiting for weather to get nice enough to do laundry um So four-year-old sick all of Wednesday, just projectile vomiting, horrible. By Wednesday night, she is eating. She's feeling better. Thankfully, it did snow because um, my kids like to eat snow as a treat. So my husband was going out and just filling bowls full of snow. So she was getting fluid in her. She was eating snow and woke up Thursday fine. Not sick at all. So Thursday, Friday, great, not sick. Friday, my nine-year-old wakes up projectile vomiting everywhere. And so she vomits the entire day. Uh, She woke up at like two in the morning, just getting sick everywhere, all over her bed, all over the living room when we moved her from her bed to the living room. So she missed Friday of e-learning. And her teacher said if she didn't check in at all, she would, it would count as a sick day. So my nine-year-old nine-year-old was able to check in in the afternoon with her class and she spent about 35 minutes doing math with them which was her choice because she doesn't like doing math on her own and she doesn't like it when her dad and I help her with math because neither one of us understand common core at all it's you know long division everything math is math and I don't I don't comprehend common core um I, and I don't even understand it enough to say I hate it. I just, I can't teach it. And I found that out very quickly when we had our first lockdown during COVID. I cannot teach Common Core. And I ended up teaching my 12, my now 12-year-old the old ways of doing math, which has kind of screwed him up this year because he missed all of division being done in Common Core. He got long division from his mom and didn't get Common Core division. So now... When now that he's passed that in school, he's having issues with completing homework with common core curricula because I never taught him that. 
So my nine-year-old also puked her brains out, was able to attend class very briefly. All of these days, including the days that both of my girls were puking their brains out, everybody went outside. And I'm that parent, the Christmas movie, the Christmas story where the little kid falls down and he can't get back up because he has so much winter clothes on. Yeah, that's me with my children. Everybody has their own set of snow bibs. We wear at least two layers of pants under that, two pairs of socks, snow bibs, a thermal long sleeve. Then I put the snow bib on and then I put a sweater, like sweatshirt on. And then they have their coats, their snow gloves, their hats. Actually, this year, my children opted to wear face masks, like the ones they wear in school, the cloth face masks, instead of scarves. Because the scarves, apparently, while sledding, are a hindrance. So... It was funny when we went sledding, we went sledding Saturday and Sunday and we were out, we drove to a park to sled to get some really good hills. And while we were sledding, we kept getting funny looks because all of us are wearing face masks. We're outside. Most everyone else doesn't have face masks on. We have face masks on because we were keeping our faces warm. It had nothing to do with the coronavirus, and it probably wouldn't have helped at all because they were pretty much soggy by the end of the day, but they kept our faces warm. So we wore our face masks while sledding. Uh, Unfortunately, my nine-year-old had a really horrible time sledding, so she wanted to go home fairly early. She, uh, I don't know what person did this. Somebody who was a jerk did this, but they made like a ramp or like tiny little ramps on there there was a couple little ramps that were like a foot maybe and you couldn't see them when you were sledding from the top of the hill lighting angles everything you couldn't see them you could see them from the bottom of the hill and if you accidentally hit one you just flew through the air and landed on your back so unfortunately my nine-year-old like her second trip down hit one and she flew and just landed straight on her tailbone and she was done she cried she was upset she didn't want to sled anymore she didn't trust anybody she was over it uh we stayed there and let the other two kids sled my husband sled and unfortunately for him he also hit the ramp so my husband hit it so hard he landed on his back and his hat flew off his winter hat flew off his head because he hit he hit the ground so hard off of this ramp And so she didn't want to go back out on Sunday to sled. So my husband took my 12-year-old out and they were out for almost three hours. And they were more adventurous with their sledding than they were with the two little girls along. So we all got out. We all froze. It was obviously it was below freezing because we were still getting snow and stuff. So um, and I want to say Saturday and Sunday was really cold. Friday was super cold, too. It was negatives. It was like negative 10 Saturday when we were out sledding, but everybody had a really good time. So we had three snow days, which led to a five-day weekend, essentially. But my girls were sick for three of the five days and didn't get much sleep. You don't sleep a lot when your kids are sick. The I especially don't sleep a lot when, like, my four-year-old now, she's almost old enough that I'm okay, like... I'm more okay when, like, no one's okay when their kids get sick, but I'm more okay not watching her 24-7 when she gets sick, but 
she's still little young. So I have like a weird freak out that they're going to choke on their own vomit in their sleep and die. Like the chances of that happening are slim to none, but like I have a super fear about that. So when my four-year-old was actively vomiting, she, I slept with her because I wanted to make sure she didn't accidentally choke and die. So I didn't get a lot of sleep. And then when my nine-year-old started getting sick, I didn't get a lot of sleep because she was actively sick in the middle of the night and was feeling better mid-afternoon, early evening. So her sick time made it very difficult to sleep or rest. And my 12-year-old didn't end up getting sick because he never leaves his cave. So his bedroom's set up. He's got his desk, his computer, his class stuff. It's set up like an office. He's cool. He's chill. He's good to go. And he may have saved himself from getting sick. Where his sisters share a room and they both got sick. Luckily, again, it was during a snow day and they didn't miss any school. Um, And they weren't sent home from school. So that was nice. But it still, it, it ruined everything. <laughs> like, there, it wasn't relaxing. Other people were, like, having relaxing snow days and everything. We, the girls ate a lot of snow to keep hydrated. We had hot cocoa and stuff on the weekend when we came back from sledding. But it was pretty hectic. The roads are better now. Um, it's supposed to get in the 40s today. So hopefully it'll melt enough that I can clean our driveway off. We still can't park well in our driveway. Um because it's frozen solid so I can't shovel it off because we had the really really fluffy snow on Wednesday and Thursday and we should have shoveled it better when it was fluffy and then it turned into just rock hard ice and we couldn't even shovel it off the driveway which made parking a little iffy so I'm hoping today it gets slushy enough I can just kind of scoot it to the side so we can all park but That was this past week and why it took me so long to get the podcast out. But we did have a fun snow. We all got to use our snow bibs. My husband makes fun of me every year when I buy snow bibs and boots. And he's like, we're not going to get to use them that often. They're going to outgrow them. We've gotten to the point now, though, that I don't have to buy snow bibs for the youngest and middle. I always, but for my 12-year-old, I have to buy new bibs every year because he keeps outgrowing them. But the other ones... I just hand me down. So we just we just trickle those down. And that seems to be working quite well. I do store a bunch of different size snow bibs for several years, but hey, it is what it is. This year though, I will be able to get rid of I want to say two different sets of snow bibs because they will just be too small for my four year old. So that's nice. And the same with boots. Several boots are gonna be just too small for my four year old. So I will have to hand those down to somebody else who needs them. But other things that have happened, a couple big, actually a couple of really big things have happened. It finally happened January 18th. I had my first kid sent home from school to be quarantined. Quarantined means she was exposed. So my four-year-old was exposed. I'm not going to say who she was exposed to on this podcast, but she was exposed to somebody while at school. And I got a call on a Tuesday morning at 8 a.m. while I was teaching that she could not go to school that day and she had to stay home from school for 10 days. Luckily, we had just had a three-day weekend. So her 10 days, she was already on day four of, which was really, really nice. And she could go back to school the following Monday. And 
it was a bummer. So she was out for 10 days. And I guess the bummer part of it as the person that tested positive actually got to go back to school before she did. They got to go back to school after five days and the kindergartners who were vaccinated got to actually stay in school um, because they were vaccinated so they didn't have to close contact quarantine. So about a third of the class was out and everyone else got to stay, which was upsetting to her. And it was kind of upsetting having to scramble and do childcare because, again, we weren't given a lot of warning. School started at nine and I was told at eight. So I was already working and my husband had to go to work. So we had to call in reinforcements of Papa. So my husband's Mm -hmm. father Mm -hmm. had to come and take care of her. But I was thinking in my head, that's not a lot of warning. Uh, It was fine for us because I was actually done teaching by 10 a.m. My father-in-law didn't have to watch her that long. I only work in the mornings. Like, well, I work all day, but I only work in the mornings physically on a campus. Otherwise, I am teaching remotely from my house. So uh, we are lucky that way. I only needed to find childcare for one or two hours. And on Monday, Wednesday, and Fridays, I only have to find childcare for a, a little over an hour. So again, we were able to use my father-in-law to watch her every morning while I went to work. And then by the time I got home by 10 or 1030, we were ready to rock the rest of the day. Did I get anything done work-wise that entire 10 days she was home? No, not at all. Every class that I taught online asynchronously, we were cool. I'd already set up ahead of time. I tried to work one to two weeks ahead just, just in case this happens. But my classes that I had to teach online over webcam, so I teach like an actual class, They come into the classroom. It's a Teams room. So they come into the Microsoft Teams classroom. Everybody has their cameras on. I have my cameras on. I, you know, we do a class activities. I lecture. I go over questions. Uh, All of that was still happening while having my four-year-old home. She made a lot of appearances. She was super pissed off. I was making her wear pants while she was at home because she was on my camera a lot. Uh, And I'd kind of taken for granted the quietness of being home while the kids are in school and being able to actual teach. I have classes in the afternoons where I'm on via webcam and there's nobody home, which is super nice. I don't worry about anyone walking in on me. I can webcam from any room in my house. I usually use the dining room table, but I can use the desk downstairs. I can use the desk in the living room. I can use the dining room table. I can use the desk in my bedroom. So I'm able to be mobile and move around where I want. I was very restricted when she was home. This is the same way when my kids are off from school and I am not off from school, but I usually have the 12 year old to kind of help for the hour or two hours that I'm in class. I didn't have that. And so that was upsetting to me. The, uh, but she didn't test positive. She had a negative test. She got to go back to school after her 10 days were over, but 10 days for a four-year-old not being in school is a lot. She didn't want to go back to school. I felt, felt like we were starting routines all over again. And I kind of wish we didn't have to close contact quarantine. Like I understand it and I know why we need to do it, 
But as a parent, 10 days is so long for a preschooler to be out of school. Now, my sixth grader, could he be out of school for 10 days? Yeah, probably. Would he have some negative effects? Yes. But would he still be able to get his work done? Yeah. Would he have fallen behind? Not really. She really regressed in those 10 days. She got out of routine. She didn't want to go to school. She wanted to know why she had to go back to school. Uh, And that kind of brings me up to the other main topic, because it does involve quarantining and isolating. This past Friday, the there was a court case in Illinois in which several school districts sued the governor. Um, They said mask mandates and other COVID mitigations were essentially illegal. They took him to court and they actually won. That being said, the governor is appealing and he has his first appellate hearing on February 17th. So this could all be gotten rid of by February 17th. But the school districts that took him to court, they won. I work for two of the school districts that took him to court. So when I went to school on Monday and today at both of those school districts, they had mask optional. This is the first time I've seen my students' faces this entire year. We are mass mandated in Illinois. Uh, we are 10-day quarantine, 10-day isolation, five days if you are vaccinated for the quarantine and isolation. But the these are mandatories. You have to do this. Well, this passed on Friday. We've had two days of it. And in the two days of it, I've got to see several examples mm-hmm. of things mm-hmm. happening. First off, I had a student test positive on Monday and they were at class the next day because in this court case, you cannot quarantine anymore. So if you're a close contact quarantine, you don't do that anymore because it's denying students education. And I can kind of see where that's coming from because I was going through this with my husband and if COVID ran through our house at different times consecutively, My four-year-old could be out of school for up to 50 days. So it could be insane for her. Um, Let's say I come home, I test positive for COVID, but because I'm triple vaxxed, I'm out for five days. And I can go back five days or when my symptoms are done. Well, as soon as I test positive, all of my children are out of school. My two oldest are vaccinated, so they don't have to close quarantine, so they can go back to school. But my four-year-old, because she is too young to be vaccinated, is out for 10 days. Now, let's say at the very end of her 10 days, her father tests positive for COVID. Well, the other two kids are still fine. They're vaccinated. I'm fine because I'm vaccinated. I can continue to go to work. Well, then she's out another 10 days. And then... Her sister tests positive and then she's out another 10 days. So my four-year-old is screwed because she's not vaccinated. So she could be out 50 days. She could lose 50 days. And at that point, what's the point in going back to school? Like we were joking that she would go back to school for three weeks. So I understand that. And so with this new court ruling, if you are a close contact, you don't have to quarantine anymore. So she wouldn't have to stay out of school for those 10 days. It would be as if she was vaccinated and she'd just go back to school. And part of me is like, 
Totally, because I understand how frustrating it is to have your kid out for 10 days because a teacher tested positive in a class or another classmate that they may or may not have sat next to tested positive. So all of that, I understand that. Um, however, both of the school districts that I work at have, um, they're, they're kind of aware of it and they're taking precautions. And again, I don't want to call out their precautions, but they're taking certain precautions that I was intrigued by. But again, I had a student physically test positive for COVID, but because he was asymptomatic, he could return to class with a mask on for five days and be fine. Now, also with this court case, you don't have to isolate anymore. They recommend it, but it's not required. So in the wording of it is, if you test positive for COVID-19, we recommend you stay home for five days. However, it is not required. And also masking is optional. You can wear a mask if you want to wear a mask. You don't have to wear a mask if you don't want to wear a mask. And I had several of my students on Monday, which was the first day of masking optional, who weren't wearing masks that were expressing anxiety about not wearing masks and not even necessarily because of COVID. They were expressing anxiety because they felt like they were doing something wrong by not wearing a mask. I think one of them even said they felt like they were sinning because they weren't wearing a mask. They felt like they were being judged because they weren't wearing a mask because for, you know, our three-year anniversary is coming up. So for almost three years, It's been mask mandatory here. And for them to go to school without a mask on, they felt bad. They felt guilty. Um, Several of them started out with no mask on and ended up putting a mask back on because it felt so odd for them. The, um, I spoke with a couple teachers at both of the schools and even the teachers that weren't wearing masks in their classroom were wearing masks in the hallway. So if they were not able to keep social distance, they wore masks. And I understand that. Um, and as a teacher, I deeply, deeply, deeply miss teaching my class and being able to see people's faces. I miss teaching and being able to breathe properly. Um When I first started teaching with masks on, I was getting winded very quickly because I am very active when I teach. But through the years, I've learned how properly pace myself and properly breathe through the masks. So it's not that big deal when I wear the masks now. But I'm worried that we have, you know, this week, you know, this this week and a half of where they're mask optional, where nobody's quarantining, nobody's isolating. And then the governor takes the case back to court on the 17th and he wins. And if he wins, then we're all back to masks, all back to quarantining, all back to isolating. And I don't know if I could get my students to put masks back on. I think it'll be so difficult to be like, you have to wear a mask again after they've had this taste of freedom. That being said, at some point, and I was assuming over the summer, people are just going to get so fed up of being so isolated and having so many COVID restrictions compared to other states. Other states around us are very lax when it comes to COVID restrictions. We only have to go a state in any direction and we can get more lax COVID restrictions. And 
we're so, so, so restricted right now in Illinois that I think people are just done with it. And I I don't see like a full out rebellion, but I see a lot of people just saying, screw it. You know, what are you going to do to me? Kids going to school saying, what are you going to do? Send me home. Um, people going to work. What are you going to do? Send me home. The it's I think it'll be very interesting, especially with other states and other states that are that were heavily restricted are even lessening their restrictions faster than we are. New Jersey is now going mask optional for schools. So do I wish that the rest of this year we could have kept our masks on and gone mask optional next year? Probably just because it's going to be such upheaval if we have to go back into masks. Coming from a teacher's viewpoint in a classroom, it'll be incredibly difficult to get my students to put their masks back on. Uh, Granted, I have a very old population for students. I have seniors and juniors, so they have minds of their own. Um, They are my size. I am not their parent. So if I have to enforce masking, that'll be very difficult. That being said, I asked my 12-year-old if his school went mask optional, what he would do. And he said he would actually like to keep wearing his mask, at least for the rest of the year. And I understand that. Uh, My four-year-old would throw that mask in the garbage so fast, it's not even funny. So I have to think as a parent, what am I comfortable with? What do I want them to do? Do I want them to continue to wear masks? Do I care if they wear masks or not? Honestly, I'm less worried about my oldest two. They are vaccinated. But again, my four-year-old is not vaccinated and she is not eligible for a vaccine as of right now until September. Granted, the the vaccine for younger kids may come out. And if it does come out and she gets it, I'd probably be more okay. I feel really bad for my older children right now because they are vaccinated and they keep asking to do things to go places And I keep saying no. I keep saying we can't because your little sister isn't vaccinated. My nine-year-old, I'm pretty sure, is going to commit murder to go to a trampoline park. Like full-on pissed off that she cannot do. We have not done any indoor activities because our four-year-old is not vaccinated. And we have a pretty busy summer coming up. And I have not planned any of the activities yet because I don't know if she'll be vaccinated and I don't know what what's going on with COVID. We know we're going to the beach, but I don't know what we're doing on the way there. I don't know what they're doing on the way back. I don't know what we're doing on days like that we're not physically on the beach. I know they'd love to go to water parks. They'd love to go to amusement parks. Um, but do I feel comfortable with that yet? Do I want to spend our vacation getting sick? My oldest, my 12-year-old, has a camping trip with his school right before we go on vacation. And it's like, do we risk the camping trip with the school to possibly test positive and then have something happen on our vacation? It's just, I'm so sick of thinking about it. I'm so burnt out. I just want to throw all my masks away and go to like a rave. And it's just insane. And I consider myself level-headed and I'm getting close to the point of this is stupid and I'm done. Or how long are we doing this? Is If this is the flu, why can't we just mask when we're sick and everything? Like, And I'm a level-headed person. I'm a law-abiding person. 
If there's a rule, I tend to follow it. I'm pretty type A personality and I'm at the end of my rope. So I know if I'm at the end of my rope, I know what other people are doing. That being said, I had to get on a couple students for making fun of students still wearing masks. You know what? If you want to wear a mask, wear a mask. Some of us are immune compromised. I'm immune compromised. I can get sick very easily. When I get sick, I can get really sick. So I completely understand those wanting to wear masks still and feeling safer wearing masks. And honestly, the thought of having to show my whole face again is a little anxiety provoking. I haven't had, you know, I've only had to show my eyes. I haven't had to show my lower face in a very long time while teaching. So that can be anxiety provoking. And I understand that. That's okay. If you're anxious and don't want to take the mask off just because you're anxious or stressed, don't take the mask off. If you don't want to take the mask off because you're worried about getting sick, don't take the mask off. If you don't want to wear a mask because you don't think you need to anymore, don't wear a mask. I am so over everything. Um, I think we all should get vaccinated. But it's, it is what it is. I can't force somebody to get vaccinated and I'm not going to think less of somebody if they are not vaccinated. It just is what it is. So, yeah, um, that is pretty much all for this podcast right now. Next month, all the kids' sports start again, and they're starting really early this year, which makes me worried that we're all going to get caught up in, like, snow and slash and cold, but we'll see. Hopefully, it won't be as bad. Um, yeah, we have sports stuff. We have band, school band activities. We have camping trips. We have vacations. We have all that stuff coming up. My nine-year-old is counting down the days until school's over, so it'll be fun. I'm hoping it'll be fun. Fingers crossed it'll be fun. I'm not particularly looking forward to the camping trip, but if my son wants to go, I will go with him, and I will be a good mom that way. So uh, hopefully I will get on here and talk to you all sometime before, you know, Easter But no promises because life gets busy. We have snow days and quarantine days. So otherwise, thank you for listening.